dudes, how's it going? Yeah, we were just How talking about you? this. We were talking about um, a guy called Dustin Phillips, who, Ian, you know him because, well, you've known him from when he was younger, haven't you? Known him for a long time, but yeah. we've been geeking out of his stuff on TikTok. He's got like 800,000 or 900,000 followers, is it? I don't know. It's a lot. I think it's I think it's eight hundred about eight hundred thousand. That is a big number. It's a big number. You should you guys should definitely check him out. He's 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 really great, isn't he? He's like one of these individuals. I'm like, please stop it. He's like uh, he sings. He plays drums. He plays guitar. He plays keys. Like he probably plays other stuff bass. that I don't know. Bass. Yeah. He plays bass. Yes. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, and his content is really right. Really great. Actually, I, I really love his content. Yeah. It just sort of like found a cool one. lane. Yeah, yeah. It's what? What mm. is it, Dustin Phillips? So what's it's? I can't remember what his actual. I'm going to look it up on Instagram. Find him. Yeah, yeah. We'll I'm going to find him on Instagram. Dustin, hey, Dustin was in a band. If you, you listen, yeah. <laughs> Dustin was in a band called Discombobulated that uh, that we played with when I was in a in a in a local rock band called Down and Above, and you know, and they were they were like that whole band was a little younger than we were, and you know, and they like they did their thing and we were doing our thing and you know and now he is just he is like a rocket ship man it's really fun to see it's really fun to see Amazing. i'm trying to find he's got like 100k subs uh, on youtube <laughs> yeah uh he is the dustin phillips the dustin on phillips. the dustin phillips on uh tiktok yeah and he does he does awesome stuff man and th you know what what's so cool about the content dustin is making is he's really leaning into the things he likes so yeah. he'll do these like fun play-alongs where someone else will be doing like a you know mid-2000s emo tune will be singing and then he has this fun montage of them he's going and grabbing uh all the different instruments you know and over time it's so evolved good, where the bass it? is in the oven right and he's pulling it out of the oven and the tambo's in yeah. the fridge and he grabs it and then it's this really fun screen collage of him playing all the components while the original poster is waiting and maybe then the original poster comes in in the chorus so how yeah. he's editing all of that together i mean it's a seems like it would be a monster to do uh and yet you know that's that's his thing and it's so cool because it showcases not only his talent but all the things he likes and he's not trying to do things that are that are quote unquote cool now necessarily yeah. he's like really embracing the things that he liked maybe even as a kid and and that's something that really resonates with me i like that a lot yeah should we, should we jump into the topic and and just just for, uh, yeah. for context everybody um ian messaged me before and, he, and and the message reads this it says got this on insta a while back and it pinged me and then this is the question that somebody messaged to ian it says i found out that many young mis musicians feel that they won't succeed in music if they don't have a huge amount of followers on social media it's almost mm. as if followers became more important than actually having gigs or recording songs for people. For me, it feels totally wrong, but it looks like many may feel this way. What do you think? <gasps> That's the kind of worms, isn't it? That was from, I want to credit where credit is due. That's Dobbs on Instagram. Let me make sure I have that right. Uh, but I get a lot of this, and I really appreciate it when I do, too. When you guys send me stuff, yeah, that's D-O-B-B-Z, D-O-B-B-Z, Dobbs Plays Bass -B -B on Insta, and I appreciate the question. D-O-B-B-Z. Oh, B-B-Z. Double B, single Z. 
Yes, sir. I am. I'm following him. Uh, <laughs> I think I follow like every bass player on, on on Instagram. I swear to God, I'm just like I'll just follow them. I love it. Yeah. Oh man, this I guy's got it. good hair. Oh, yeah, I know the hair, is, hair. The hair is outrageous. Outrageous. And, and, and it's a great it's a great question, right? Because yeah. there's so much. I mean, this social media thing is relatively new. It's a relatively relatively in the mm. span of human history a new um, development. And I feel like we're just we're at the very beginning of this race. Yeah. We are, and maybe it's a maybe it's a marathon and not a sprint, right? Um, but it feels intense because it's grown so fast, so quickly, and and. Obviously, you see all these other players that seemingly get opportunities from the their page, their sheer number. So you see a number and you go, wow, that's the reason this particular musician, band, entrepreneur, whatever, has all of uh, these opportunities. That's why they're getting the gigs. That's why they're successful. Yeah. And I, I think it's actually a little bit more... I think it's a little more subtle um, and a little bit uh, more complicated than that. But I would love to know, too, you said, oh, you're going to think about it and you're going to write some stuff down and you always have such good, uh, I kind of cuff it and you've got, and you have things written and you have bullets and you, <laughs> you're always oh, ready man. to go. And then I go, oh, God, what am I doing here? I haven't, <laughs> but, I haven't, but I I haven't got any what you think. I haven't got anything, got anything written. I just, I just realized, sorry, if my vocals sound a bit crap, it's because I'm, I'm through, I'm just going through my Mac. It's not, it's not going through the mic. So Connor, I do apologize. Connor, you'll be editing this. He'll be like, divine. Sorry, Connor. But, um, uh, does, it sound, does it sound okay for you? It's fine. Yes. It sounds okay. I'll speak deep. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess yeah. that like, I, I'm just looking at the question again. The question says, yeah. the key thing is, it almost, yeah, I'm just going to read it again for myself. I found out that many young musicians feel that they won't succeed in music if they don't have a huge amount of followers on social media. So what that yeah. is saying to me is maybe like won't succeed. Is that saying won't be able to become a professional musician? Is that what it's mm, saying? Sure. Maybe. It's almost if his followers became more important than actually having gigs or recording songs for people. For me, it feels totally wrong. So I don't know. So I think there's two sides for, of it for me. First of all, the professional musician side. The professional musician yeah. side, I think that you can absolutely still be a professional musician without having anything to do with social media because, I, because there's... There's stuff going on. Now, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong in terms of, I'm not saying, you know, go do it or don't do it. I'm saying it can definitely happen. You know, of course, you can go to music college or study on your own and you can go and work on a cruise ship or you can go and work in a theatre, like a theatre show um, or the Broadway or the West End. Or you could, I mean, there's like a bunch of different, or you can work in a corporate band. Like, I've known right. a lot of musicians that are ex extremely talented and amazing and great humans and people and have barely anything online so i yeah, think absolutely that maybe, i do too may, yeah maybe it's skewed a little because the people online are the only people that you're seeing that's right. <laughs> do you know what i mean that's you exactly know? right i've thought about yeah. that a lot where it feels yeah. like sometimes it feels like they're the only people that exist because of yeah. how much time we spend or at least maybe, maybe i'm just talking about myself how much time <laughs> i spend you know looking at the black mirror right like how much uh time and energy i'm putting into this thing and i think of course it depends on where you live and it depends on the people you're around but 
as you're saying that, Scott, I think of one person in particular. There's a guy named Aaron Fabrini who is a killing bass player and also pedal steel player. Good I mean, right. I look up to him so much. When I came to Minneapolis, he was doing a bunch of sessions. And I mean, I even think he's a little younger than I am, but like just an absolute monster and almost no social media presence. I mean, he has a page, but doesn't post on it much. And he is constantly in the studio uh, you know and and just when i think like oh yeah okay i'm gonna really build up this social media and that's gonna help me integrate really into the minneapolis uh studio scene and i'm gonna be working in the studio every day i find that that's actually not the case i get more mm. things from other places in the world but my social media presence doesn't necessarily help as much as i maybe thought it would in my town the yeah. people that are really investing in the town, <laughs> right, and playing the gigs, maybe spending less time on Instagram, uh, maybe they're seeing more of the fruit in terms of like a local success, which is very cool. I mean, Aaron Fabrini, not he, he does other things besides local. I mean, he travels and tours too, but he is playing seemingly almost every week in a studio in Minneapolis. He is like one of the session guys in this town mm. without... Yeah without really any social media presence to speak of. And and that's that's interesting. I'm Scott, I'm sure you know people like that too who are constantly on the ships, constantly doing the shows, constantly doing the gigs yeah. and are not prioritizing social media and maybe they're fine. Maybe it's just they, fine. They are fine. I, I I think they're absolutely fine. I think for me maybe again just to sort of like defining what that professional music like all being a semi-pro or professional bass player or being successful even in, in music if you want to say it is by being able to be a pro for instance right if that's the case um i, I think for me social media just opened a different avenue i think all of the older avenues yeah. still exist you know, you as you Agreed. said, you can you can you can go do be on a show, you know, playing Broadway or West End or show gigs or on the ships or or whatever you want to do. All of those still exist. Corporate bands, obviously, yes. Original bands, you can still do the original band thing. But I'll tell you what, if you're doing the original band thing, you better get your social media shit together. <laughs> but, you know, because that is <laughs> That's part of it. That's what you know people are looking true. for now. You know, record companies are looking for that. It's a a signpost to that tells you know record companies that that you have a fan base and that why sign somebody that hasn't got a fan base you know it doesn't make any sense so anyway <clears throat> of course yes. going off on a tangent but my point is that i think that social media it just op opened up a different avenue and different possibilities and just added added more on at least right now in the conversation i might change my mind in 15 minutes as we go down this, but <laughs> but right yeah, now i'm sure. just like it just opened up so for instance for you you know it's it's opened up different avenues you know you like you've you've met other people you're playing with artists you're like you come you're working um, with me now on scott's bass yep. lessons um for for individuals like dustin phillips that we kicked off the top of the interview talking about he's 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 doing things on tiktok he's got like seven hundred thousand followers and it, and that is going to give him different opportunities he's going to meet new people he might want to record an album it just gives you more more opportunities i think right now <laughs> that's what i'm thinking yes. right now do you yes. want to like is anything coming to mind as you talk about this as, as i talk about it? oh i mean absolutely there are so many opportunities for me that came of the social media uh 
experience. But I, I want to make a real line in the sand between working hard on your social media and, and trying to provide value and trying to provide uh, something, a truth about yourself or a perspective about yourself that feels honest, authentic, valuable to a community versus just the follower number. I happen to know people that have paid for packages of followers and they have a big follower number. And then you go and look at their posts and there is hardly any engagement. And it goes to show <laughs> that that number, yeah, like, oh, you know, like 13 likes on a post and one comment that says promote it on at, right? And that's that's false. And I and I don't think it takes a lot of snooping to, to find out, oh, this is a th this is fictitious. Yeah, um, yeah. I think more, but but it but it does say something about what people think about the number. When you go to somebody's page, the number is the first thing. You maybe see that avatar, your eyes move over, and you see the number of people that are paying attention. And mm. attention is currency. That mm. said, I think really the main thing if you, if you want to focus on social media as the the place where the eyes are and as the place of currency it is about how your page or someone else's page engages with an audience and that's long game baby that's more about building something for the long haul versus the short oh a and r is going to check the page and we have to have 20,000 followers that loses in the long run that thinking yeah. loses I think. Yeah. And, and again, like you say, I mean, I might change my mind, but I have been really happy to build my page very organically. For instance, I've never sponsored a post. Now, if I had, I might have a bigger number, but it's just something for me where I'm like, oh, I want to see if I can do this. I want to see if I can grow this organically. Um, and obviously you've been a big part of that when I joined the team and you've been, you are such a lifter up of people in the community. You're always highlighting people in the community, putting them on, putting them on the platform. And it's amazing. And that was really helpful to me. Um, but, but that happened as a result of me deciding to take this thing seriously and not just focus on the follower number. I mean, I was, I was shooting video of us ripping up the carpet in the, in the space and, you know, and like yeah, putting yeah. in new floors and, you know, and it had nothing to do with, oh, this is going to net me X followers. It was what was happening in my life. And I thought it was funny and interesting. And Uncle Rick was coming around. Do you remember that, Scott? Yeah, yeah, back, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. And that I was documenting my life in a way that I thought might be fun, funny, and helpful to other people that wanted to make their space nicer, for instance. It was really out of that, not out of thinking about, oh, okay, and at the end of this week, I hope I've made another 500 followers. I have never, ever thought about growth in that way personally. Mm. And, you know, now, that said, if I had a more strategic notion around growth it could it could be more beneficial but sometimes when i see pages where it's like wow the engagement is super low there's no vibe it's just like a big inflated number i go ooh, yeah. i wonder if this is going to win in the long run i'm not sure yeah. that it will yeah it depends what the north star is doesn't it like if if, if the north star is 
Yeah, and I mean, sort of like when you were talking like about like strategically, what like what is the end goal? What if the end goal is? Yeah, you know, somebody might just want to get on social and just post videos and and hang with the community and just have fun and and do that yeah. whole thing. And then, right. well, then if, if that's the north star, then the north star is not um you know followers at all you know and you will probably as you said you will you will get people that are going to follow you just because they enjoy who you are and 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 the value you add to the world and your voice in the world so they're going to follow you for that and be interested and want to interact with you if your north star was hey i'm gonna create a massive business you know well then you might be more focused on on subscriber growth you know and number growth but hopefully you know be smart about it and still do it in a in a cool way that isn't just about like subscriber growth because obviously there's a great marketer that's actually sort of like an underselling who he is called seth godin right and he's his famous quote is if you if you carry on optimizing you end up with a porn site Yes. His point is that yes. if you know if if yeah if you carry on optimize if your own only north star if your only north star is subscriber count right that's all clicks. you're bothered by and, and clicks then you will slowly yeah. turn your Instagram page or Facebook page or YouTube channel into suddenly you'll end up with thumbnails with like naked or semi naked women on them. Do I mean because yep. that's what's gonna so you have to keep in mind that what is what is still true to you, you know, even if you're, if you grow, even if you're going for like huge growth, you still got to, you know, do it with, do it with coolness. Don't be a dick. Oh, right? for sure. <laughs> because, because consumers are smart yeah, and, and the audience is smart. I mean, yeah. and you know, if you, if you, uh, trade your authenticity and your, your culture and your, uh, values for clicks, people see that fast. Yeah, and 100%. you know, and then it, and then it just it, exactly. What do you want, right? What do you want? Are you concerned with um, maybe a short-term gain, or maybe a long-term? Are you concerned with uh, brand or a, a good feeling, right? You talk about brand as being the feeling associated when you say a brand name. Yeah. There's a feeling that comes with that, right? And that, and are you concerned about that through the ages, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, I, I think that that's really important. Um, you know, you had mentioned like, oh, what are you thinking when we're talking about this stuff? And I have an interesting, I mean, my thoughts have changed on social a little bit over the years. I started to do it about three years ago when I turned 40, midlife crisis or an awakening, as as my friend <laughs> Captain Fathands would say. It's an actually an awakening. Uh, Captain Fathands, Peter, who runs the True Crime Garage podcast, awesome dude. Check him out. Oh, we've, uh, we've spoken about no, 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 him a few times, haven't oh, we? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, He's amazing. Yeah. He's an amazing guy. Has Captain Fathands. Yeah. Pat, have, Pete, have you got fans? <laughs> Oh yeah. I, well, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to throw stones, but that dude's got big hands. I'd say he's got big hands. He's got big meaty man hands. Big meaty man hands. <laughs> but he talks about it as an awakening, right? But you yeah. know, okay, I go, I have my awakening. I start to really dig into social, and I think, yeah, this is the way. And Scott, you've talked about it, the digital city. Oh yes, if you're not living in London, New York, Los Angeles, Nashville, right? This is oh, this is a great place to put so much energy and build community and yes and i absolutely agree and then also i'm not going to name names but i ran into a very prominent 
amazing drummer in Minneapolis who has had some massive gigs. And he said something to me that I've thought a lot about. He said, wow, I really see like you're doing a thing on social media. And I said, yeah, yeah, I am. And he said, you know, I- I'm sure that's I'm sure that's got you opportunities, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, have you thought about the opportunities that it has closed off? And I said, oh, <laughs> like, what do you mean? And he said, <laughs> I bet you weren't expecting that. Oh! I, I was. <laughs> you thought he was about to say, like, I, I love your stuff. I, I'm thinking about him going, going on social media, too. But instead, he yeah. just kicked you in yeah. the nuts. <laughs> he did. And, or, or like, you know, I expected him to say, like, oh, it's so great, man. And why don't you come play with me in this amazing, you know, project? But instead, he sort of said to me, wow, you're very, you're very you on social media and that I'm sure that has positive but have you thought about the ramifications and what he meant was I think what he was getting at was there used to be this air of unapproachability with artists you didn't know what Mick Jagger had for breakfast and and in some ways that was cool you didn't know what Paul and Ringo and George you didn't know all of the things and in some ways that kept this mystique And there are still artists that really feel that way, that really feel like that is a good thing. Keeping some mystique, you know, not filming yourself in your house slippers, you know, and talking about every nerdy thing that comes to your mind, (laughs) which is like me. So he said, he said, I happen to know that X, Y, and Z artists do not love social media. And as a result of you doing the thing that you're doing, you will never get a gig with x y and z <gasps> and i thought that is so wow. interesting oh wow. yeah. yes yes and i that's, thought i thought about amazing. it a lot and hey, it dude, wasn't mean spirited dude yeah, it was really yeah. great it, like it, what a great story to tell because i think that you know it can it can it probably to, to this point sounded a little skewed we were like yeah you can be a pro musician mm. you know if mm-hmm. you know through all of the old avenues that still existed or there's a new avenue yes. that's opened up and all of that's cool but br- what you just said here is really really interesting so anyway carry on i just found it wild oh no yeah well well i did too and it and it hurt it it like I felt it. And in the beginning, I was like, oh, you know, this feels, this felt like kind of mean spirited, but I don't think it was actually, I think it's actually a really great question to ask yourself when you put yourself out there, it will have effects. Some will be positive. Some will be negative. Right. I mean, and we know this, Scott, you know, you deal with, you deal with, you know, YouTube hate or, you know, this or that. We've talked about episode of haters, but (laughs) there's another thing where it's like, well, if you decide to be you, there are people that are going to like you and be really like intrigued and engaged by who you are. And there will be other people who will be turned off by it because they want a different energy. Now they see, oh, they see, you know, my enthusiasm for the bass. And whereas, you know, I get a lot of claps for that, you know, but then there are also people that are like, I don't want somebody who's like an enthusiastic bass nerd playing on my project. I want somebody that maybe even doesn't self-identify as a bass player to bring their perspective to the instrument or someone that's not always thinking bass first. God, bass first, bass, bass, bass. Mm. Eh. It's about songs, right? So so I have felt that. Um, there have been uh, some opportunities, I feel like, that you know people are like, oh, I get it. I know who you are now, Ian Martin Allison. You're a nerd. 
<laughs> and, and I don't I don't necessarily want to be around that energy, you yeah, know. And yeah, yeah. That, you know, so so right. It's like you see both sides, and I do think. You, do you, do you then, think you he know, was I've right? Been talking, yeah. Do, do you think he was right? I think. Here's what I think. I think that he was right, and I'm happy that I feel like I made the right choice. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, yeah. there will definitely be things that won't come to me as a result of who I am. But guess what? I think it's so important, at least for me, to be myself and to say, here's who I am. Here's what I really like. Instead of trying to cool guy it, right? And trying to be like, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I always listen to Radiohead and the Beatles <laughs> and jazz. <laughs> it's like, well, no, man, I loved Warrant. <laughs> Rat <laughs> and Winger and Motley Crue and Rush and you know <laughs> Winger. Oh man, yeah, yeah Winger, dude. I, I mean, you know, like so. I I have felt this real for the longest time. For about a decade, I pretended. And not in an intense way, but I was very withholding of who I was because I wanted to make everybody think I was cool, right? Mm. I wanted everybody I met to be like, yeah, man, this guy is the right person for every gig. Yeah, and the, yeah. and the, the reality is you are not the right person for every gig. You are not the right person for every situation. You are not. So instead, yeah. for me, instead of trying to pretend I was and beat myself up on like, oh, why didn't I get that? I was, you know, I was so cool. I was really, you know, in that in that zone. No, what if I instead double down on what I like, who I am, and I pursue that and those opportunities, even if they're maybe not as cool, right, as some of these other opportunities that I that I feel like I would have to masquerade a bit more for. Yeah. I would do it all again i would absolutely do it all again so interesting man like i, I will say as well j j I, j I just i just sort of it's in context with what we're talking about here as well um that i've met pro players so because this is this this question that we're talking about here is like that many young musicians feel that they won't succeed in music if they don't have a huge amount of followers. And I think that we've identified oh, there's some that pros there's, too. Yeah, yeah, right. We've identified that. Yeah, you know, like there's all of the all of the old possibilities are still there. I say old, old tentative. All of the traditional yes. pro pro musician routes are still yes, there. Yes. Great, new ones have opened up with social media, and then, but. I think that, like, I, I know, like, a lot of pros, and you'll have met them as well, that are actually very confused by social media, and they really don't know what uh, to do about it. Because I'll give you my, mm -hmm. like, uh, just a, yes, yeah, some people that jump to mind are people that were actually, I guess, sort of like legendary back in the day, in the sort of like in the old yes. era when it was just magazines. And so there was magazines and you got famous by playing sort of like, you know, being an endorser for uh, Eden Amps or whatever, Yamaha basses or Ibanez basses or yeah. whatever, F yep. basses, whatever it is, that's, that was your sort of like how you became like a, a well-known bass player it was really in magazine ads. Um, right. And so, and I know a lot of these guys and some of them from the, from the older crew that were around when I was coming up and were very, 
you know, they were super famous, right? And and a lot of them yes, are still kind of, of super famous, but they're like they were. There's, I'm trying. I'm I'm just being sensitive. What how I say this? Like now, there's these sort of like twenty year olds that are just sort of like superstars with three hundred and four hundred thousand followers on TikTok or Instagram. Right, stuff like that. Sure. And my conversations with with some of the the older generation is they do, they don't know what to make of it. I think that they're they're like I don't even know how to get involved in this. The, I used to feel like I was the guy, like I was like, I was at the top of the game and now I'm, I don't feel that anymore. And they'd, they'd feel very confused. Does this mean I need to do social media? I don't like social media. I haven't got an answer for this, by the way. I've got no, there's no end game in this statement. I'm just sharing it because I think that it is a thing that there are sort of like, like, like seriously, like great pro musicians that, that have definitely been like been or are famous and, and they, they don't know what to do with social media either. So it's not just, yeah. it's not just, it's everybody's kind of trying to figure this stuff out. Yes. And, and, but this is a tale as old as time. This is changing of the guard. This is old guard feels, feels threatened by the new guard. This is a tale as old as time, and I have very little tears for the old guard. <laughs> I don't, man. I don't. I'm not crying for the pros that are going, but I don't like social media. Tough. Tough. Yeah. Then, and I, t- then- I tell you what, man, and they might still be. I, in fact, honestly, I think a lot of the, the people that I'm thinking about are still super busy. They're still super busy. They're doing their thing. <laughs> yeah, right. They're just not. But they're going, yeah. what am I missing? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that bit, yeah. Well, you know, where I thought you were going with this, too, was um, was down the road of when you choose your lane, regardless of, like, let's take an example of Victor Wooten, who has actually spoke about this a lot. You take an example like Victor Wooten, who is this unbelievable technician, groove monster. He has it all. The fundamentals are there. Um, he's also an absolute monster technician. We all know Victor Wooten. We all love mm-hmm. Victor Wooten, right? But he came up playing in a band with his brothers, playing songs, Curtis Mayfield, right? Like backing up bands. And I've heard him in interviews and podcasts talk about kind of like, man, now he he's known for being Victor Wooten, this incredible bass uh, virtuoso. But sometimes he yearns to play songs. He you know when he was doing the the clinic with uh, Michael League and he's playing a P bass and he plays you know he talks about how important it is to play simple and he plays a few notes of My Girl and the crowd is oh and he talks about how important that is and like he's yearning for this thing that he sort of gave up to achieve stardom. Or Mm. to achieve this sort of uh, soloist status, and so he made a choice, or or whether whether it was tacit or really or really proactive, I'm not sure, right? Because I don't know him, but he has gone down this road of really being a voice, really being himself, doubling down on the things he's really good at. He's an excellent teacher. The camp, right? This this showy bass playing, making solo bass records that are full of chops, and he made those decisions. He did not say, "Oh, I don't want to make." those records and i i want to go on the road with a country band and play route five all night long he made those decisions and he is very vulnerable and forthright when he talks about the fallout of those decisions and fallout is an intense word i mean i I don't mean like oh and now you know everything is ruined i mean he has a really successful camp he's still playing a ton of music um but that he doesn't get called by by being himself 
and the base virtuoso that he is, he gets called less to do maybe more like meat and potato base gigs. And sometimes he wishes he, he would get called more to do that. But he's yeah. put his stamp on the world for better or for worse. I mean, I look at him and I say, absolutely for better. And I, I think he would say the same. Hell yeah. But it is interesting, right? You make these choices. Yeah. And then these choices have ramifications <laughs> of course there's always right? a trade-off isn't there there's always there's always a yes. trade-off you know there's always a, i think with any decision there's always a trade-off i'm just like yeah like you uh, yeah <laughs> i was just like the, the, i don't know why this jumped to my mind it's sort of like I, you know i met my wife and i got married that was a trade-off you know i get to spend my i can't run a, <laughs> run around town like a like a crazed lunatic full of hormones anymore you know <laughs> but you know, Lisa, we love we love you, Lisa. <laughs> exactly right, but but the reality is that I'm 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 in love with my wife. It's amazing, and I've got two great kids. So everything's a yes. trade off. So Victor, he went and did his thing, and maybe that right. means that he's not sort of like getting calls from you know I don't know whoever that wants to make a rootsy record where he's just going to play roots and fives or whatever, right? Yeah, it's, everything's yeah. a trade off. But he got a yeah. lot out of he got a lot out of going that direction. Of doing course, the thing yes, and. I, and I'm sure he's not bitter about it, but it's just to say, like, like going back to Dobbs' question of, you know, do you have to have this to be successful? Look, there's a lot of ways to be successful. And even when you talk to, I bet if you talk to people that have massive follower numbers, they say similar things. They say, well, it's a bit of a trade-off because now I'm not doing this thing that I used to really love to do. Now I'm in the public yeah. eye more, so I can't go, or, you know, I'm not making the choice to go do these gigs that I used to do. And there's kind of this longing I, I sense from when people get famous or they, or their lives change as a result of maybe being in a band or being on a social media platform where then they're like, oh, wow. This isn't all it's cracked up to be. And again, you know, what are we, what, you know, are we playing the smallest violin for people that get famous? I mean, I, I think that, um, they get people that gain success that way do get a lot out of it, but it is not just like, oh man, my follower number is massive and now I have all these amazing opportunities and now life's great. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. it's complicated, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, it's so complicated, uh, you know, like it trying is, to yeah. build a monster base empire. It's complicated and it does not come with, uh, with a ton of freedom you can't just up and go do whatever you want to do now i mean you are <laughs> you are working on this thing all the time we were we were talking about some opportunities in the future and you were saying you know i'm not i, I would like to do this I'm, but i'm not sure because i have so many responsibilities here and it's yeah. what you want to do i know that this is what you want to do but also it comes at a cost right it, it, for me it's like yeah I, we, we said it, it's like set the north star goal and then yes. everything that comes into your to your life, does it is it going to get you closer to the North Star goal? If it's not, yes, then it's a really no. Good. If it's not, it's a no. <laughs> you know, I think uh, I thought uh, it's un just unpack a that, clean unpack way. that for, unpack that a little bit. Like, so you have somebody unpack that from a perspective of somebody who's looking at social media and they want to be a professional musician and they don't really know what that means. What's what do you mean by North Star? Is this the thing that you want the most? Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's sort of like, what is the, where are you heading? Like, where do you want to head? Yeah. 
Like, so for, for somebody... Gut feeling. Gut feeling? Gut feeling, yeah. What is the North Star goal? So yeah. it, it could be something like, you know what? I want to... My North Star goal is to earn... A, like a, a, a really decent living, like a tr- like as yeah. good like a tradesman, because I think musicians are tradesmen. Okay, so when I yes, I th- I, do you know Charlie Hunter? Charlie Hunter, the guitar player. Of course, that's yes, I'm under, course. Under, underselling what he does, obviously. But Charlie Hunter, great musician. I heard him once say in an interview, I can't remember how, what the context was, but he was like, "Look, man," he was like, "Being a musician is a tradesman. I'm a tradesman." Yeah. He was like, "All yeah. I want to do is I want to I want to make a decent living like a tradesman, like a like a carpenter or a." You know what I mean? Like that. And I was like, yeah, he's bang on, man. So for somebody, somebody's North Star might be, I want to earn a decent living so I yes. can rely 100% on music as my, uh, as my income um, and have enough to support a family and, and children. Yes. That could be somebody's North Star goal. You know, that right. could be their thing. Another North Star goal could be, I want to, I want to get in a famous band. I want to. I want to be in an originals band, and I want to blow this thing yes. up and take it to the moon. Two right. very di- both professional musicians. Very different. You're so very right. different. Very different. Right. So the reason why I chose those two is because they're so different. So let's then think about questions that might come to them. You know, like mm. like somebody should I start a social media channel? You know, well. It depends, right? Or you know, it it really depends. So the guy who totally. wants to make a decent living, maybe maybe yes, maybe no. Like, is it or should he actually really work on his bass chops and work on his reading chops and get networking out in the like actually in his town, like mm. networking and meeting more people and getting involved in more projects in and around his town? Like yes. that probably aligns more than, hey, I'm going to do this other thing. Whereas, like, the other guy, yeah, you're probably going to be, at least if you're definitely in an, an originals band, like, how, how fast can you get to a million subs and have, like, massive engagement? <laughs> That's right. what you want to do. So, right. like, I, like, slightly, I know it was kind of sort of like a, a, a crummy example, but all that to say, though, I think that having sort of, like, some kind of North Star um, that you can align with will help you make the decisions as sort of like opportunities come into your or questions come into your life. So for me, like let's say I want to create, like like uh, take a, a, like this direct example that Ian was talking about. There's a there's a an event going on um, over in the states. It's base event. It sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. And I want to go. I really want to go. So and then, but my north star, and I'm definitely not saying I won't go. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'll, I'll walk you through my, my, my thought process. My um, North Star right now is yes. how do we create the the biggest music educational platform in the world? And, and, and does that event align with this thing here? And if it doesn't align, right. then it's like, mm, is that where I should be spending my time? Or is somewhere else I should be spending my time? It's, that's just my own thought it's- process on it. It's so good. It really gets at, I mean, this, this is a larger question of what do you want? You got one life to live. What do you want to do with it? Really, really? That's what it is. It reminds me, I mean, I talked about this on a solo podcast I did, but I went to couples counseling and, you know, um, was presented by, by the counselor who said, you know, you need to write down a professional goal and a, and like a relationship goal. The first thing that comes to your mind, don't judge it, write it down. And for, I remember for my professional goal, I wrote down support my family by playing the bass. And then I went, 
Because that sentence was very illuminating. At the time, I didn't have a family. And at the time, I was in an original rock band that I wanted, that I thought I wanted to take to the moon. And when I let my, when I let the pen write and I didn't judge it, I discovered something. I discovered that I wanted to have a family. And I discovered that by playing the bass was a far bigger category than take my band and rule the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, and it was in a way it was very freeing Mm. because then I thought, oh, interesting. I wonder this whole by playing the bass thing, what could that mean? And it was the beginning really of the journey for me to find out, you know, (laughs) What does that mean? Yeah, um, and, yeah. you know, along the way, I mean, I had a, then a decade of of really amazing, meaningful sideman opportunities. And then after that decade, I reevaluated. After that decade of my 30s, I went, okay, well, now I'm, I'm helping to support. You know, I don't want to take anything away from my wonderful wife, Emily, who works and crushes it. <laughs> but I help to support my family by playing the bass, <laughs> right? And, and I have a family. <laughs> and, right, so... Then when I turn 40, I go, okay, now it's time to reevaluate. Now now I, I have these things. I want more. And so it was time to then start to take myself seriously as an educator, as an artist, as an orator, as a presenter. Yeah. Right. And start to actually think about as a, as a filmmaker. I mean, that's, that's, Mm. that's a little, I mean, I'm still using iMovie over here, but you know, as, as a content creator, I should say, right. Um, but that's, that's, uh, really, really great advice, Scott of take a look, think about your North star, maybe even write it down. What are some goals? If you're not a goals person, it might actually be really beneficial to, to just, for a moment, write down something, you know, you think, where do you want to go? What is this purpose? What do you want to do? Write yeah. that down quick without judging it and look at it and see if it's illuminating for you. Cause it was very illuminating for me. You know, yeah. that's what led me then to the social media journey that I've been on for the past three years. And, and it, it might doesn't not necessarily need mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. But Scott, you go, you go, you say it. I was going to say, and it doesn't mean to be like I, I love that you're that you brought that example from uh, from when you wrote that down with your wife. I think that like, that was kind of sort of like a li- almost like a life north star, isn't it? it yes, almost, it was. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that there's different, I think that you so you could absolutely have sort of like like an overall kind of like what is what the fuck do I want to do in my life or what's yes, really important yes. to me? And then also you can add in like, but well, what's really important for me this year? Like what oh, am I trying to do this yes, year? Dude, that's great. Thank you for do that. You know, Cause like, it doesn't bring need- in that. Yeah. Like just yeah. bring in that timeline a little bit and just be like, what right. do I really want to do this year? And I know that it's sort of like, it's like a little bit of goal setting type of thing, but, but it kind of isn't, it's just kind of, it's like more focus, isn't it? Like what's really in, like out of all of these opportunities that are going to come in to you all yeah. year, which, and all of us have opportunities coming in and people asking us to do things and, Hey, do you want to be involved yes. in this? And this happens all the time. So it's really, really helpful if you're like, well, maybe let me just check if it's aligning with this North star goal of the year. Like that great. type of thing. Yeah. I think and that, that's so I actually good, heard that man. by the way from Mark Zuckerberg was the first guy that I heard used that. That was the analogy. Um North like, Star. I, North Star goal. I think that he obviously mm. got it from sort of like some other other 
large business bigwigs. But the um, I, uh, <laughs> yes. I follow a guy that was one of the first first um, employees at Facebook, and 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 he said that Zuckerberg was maniacally focused on users on the platform. And he didn't care about mm. anything else. So he said, so he was uh, this guy I'm mm. talking about, Noah Kagan, beast, shout out to Noah Kagan, if anybody knows Noah. Mm. Um, he said, like, he'd go to Mark and he'd be like, hey, I I've got this great idea about, like, we could monetize this thing. And like, so he's basically saying, hey, Mark, we can earn money through this. And like Zuckerberg's just like, does it get more people on the platform? That's mm. the North Star goal. If it doesn't, then it is a no. And he said he was yes, just sort of like maniacal about it. Just sort of like, does it get as more followers on the platform? If it doesn't, it's mm. a no. And I think it was, and then Noah Kagan goes into sort of like various um, examples of when that happened. And I was like, oh, that's, that's how they won because of that kind of sort of like crazy focus. If it doesn't get right. more followers, it's a no. I mean, you know, and then you look, do you want to be like Zuck? I don't know. I don't know if you do. You know, like I'm, I'm speaking to the royal you, right? All of us, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a, right. It's about, it's about uh, self-awareness is, does yeah. that, like when you hear that, oh, as much as possible, as many as possible, you have to, you have to just question, like, is that you or do you want to build something small where you're under the radar, where you're, you know, that could be too. And it's, it's just about happiness, right, Scott? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. about yeah. how, right? Like, what are you going to be happy doing? Are you going to feel regret if you didn't chase that thing to its fullest potential? Or, like, making a TikTok page, does that feel like you would rather be eating ground glass because you love playing down at the pub every Wednesday night, like, with your friends and, like, that's the vibe? Great! <laughs> <laughs> you do not have to do anything. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> right? It's about yeah. what you want. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, success is what you believe it is for you. I mean, success is happiness, I think. Don't you think, Scott? Hundred percent. Yeah. I, th I think something else that throws a complication in in with this question, right? I'm just looking at the question, just bring it back to us again. It's almost if followers yeah. became more important than actually having gigs or recording songs for people. I think that the music industry at the minute is in this weird kind of flux. Like mm. actually having gigs, okay, I understand the gigs, or recording songs for people. That bit there, almost mm. recording songs, because the recording industry is is so interesting right now. I think mm. it's in this sort of like real just in this yeah it, it's changed a lot and i think that what is if you are trying to get music out there if you are trying to record music for people then the distribution channels that you can control as a musician or artist or band yeah. are social platforms that is your distribution channel that's your broadcast that tower that, yeah, that's the difference. That's what changed. Yes. So I'm not talking about being a professional musician. That's like, I'm just saying like, if you are trying to make music for the world, for people to hear, then the old model was, well, you can play in and around your town and have a great time doing it. Woo! 
pubs down the, like pints down the pub and stuff like that i'm not putting down yeah. on that but if you no, want to have if you want to have a big band if you want to be successful as a band or as an or an artist you are gonna have to go for us here in the uk it'd be like hey i'm gonna go to london and i'm gonna try and sort of like knock on record label doors and all of that crap and there was this but for all of you guys in the the music industry in the uk a long time ago remember the white pages there was the white pages it had all of the record <laughs> label numbers like Amazing. so you could phone them and addresses and you could send tapes to them okay well that <laughs> is that honestly was how it was done you know and i'm right. sure that you guys in the states have got your own version of that it sure. was bru yes. brutal it sounds brutal to me and <laughs> yeah, i kind of just caught the tail end of that right and that is because you had no distribution there right. was no distribution you couldn't get a public i mean you'd all you had the only thing that you could do was find a record label to sign you and they would put up the money to give you the ability to um to record the, the album because it cost a crap ton of money to do that because yeah. pro tools didn't exist in your bedroom back then you i mean you needed that and then they needed to hook that up with the publishing company and then they needed to sort of like put that in stores and it was complex and convoluted and ugh, right but yes. now anybody can own their own distribution channel and that distribution channel is whether you're an artist band solo artist whatever right that distribution channel is your Instagram, is your Facebook, is your TikTok. So yeah. if you are, if you want to, if you want to put music into the world, you are that you're probably going to be need needed to create your own distribution channel. And what is a distribution yes. channel? It's it's a way to 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 communicate with an audience. You know that distribution channel. So I think that it's um, and, and if that is your goal, then social media will play a part of that because that's the new world that we're living in so Dude, again just to be yeah go on yes no I, I i just i love you so much because i'm over here going don't you just want to be happy it's just about happiness scott right and you're like <laughs> you're like yes scott, scott's like 100 percent. also <laughs> you're like you're like also, let's bring it down. <laughs> let, I'm all let, for the <laughs> But man, that, that is that is such a great point. It's about like it depends on what you want. And I love the idea too that you're saying if you want to make original music, if you have a message to send via music, if you want to play on albums, or if you want to endeavor to make original content. Boy, the best way to do that right now, all the eyeballs, all the dollars, all, all the attention is in social media. And I have found the artists that I work for that I um, write or help help with their albums, play bass on, on their projects, the ones that have a healthy relationship with social media, like they don't hate it and they're willing to upload and they've kind of found a lane to how to do it always have more success on song launches on album stuff than the artists that are really really pushing back and i'm thinking of a couple right now in my mind that are so talented they are massive talents and yet they 
they don't like social media. They don't want to do it. They know, and their marketing team is going, please, please, please figure out a way to do it. Figure out a way to do it. Because they're hamstrung. They're absolutely hamstrung. They want to put out content into the world. But but since they're not engaging in this land grab opportunity of social media, they find it very, very difficult. So yeah. the thing, you know, when hearing you talk about that, like, yeah, it's probably a really good idea to to get to get into it and do it. I would just add to that. I think you're right. And I've seen it firsthand and I have seen how hard it is for artists that really want to do something big and they may even have some money. They may, may have some people investing. And then these people are saying, cool, what's your social media strategy? And they're like, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. It's like, uh, I mean, yeah. well, Adele can afford maybe to not be on TikTok, but can you afford it? <laughs> right? I don't yeah. know. And so I, I think that one, one just piece of advice that is very tangible is if you're thinking, oh, I want to put out this music, but I hate social media. Try to think about a way to use it that won't make you hate it. Is there a way? Do you hate speaking to camera? Well, what if you film something and add and talk and add subtitles? Do you hate the way your voice sounds? What if you write text? Are you funny? Can you write some copy over a photo or over a video? Right? Like, think about a way to engage in it in your own way that is actually going to be not only sustainable but in but might fill you with joy <laughs> and if it doesn't even fill you with joy what if it's just something that you that you go oh i can do this you know yeah. people are like man i could never put my phone in front of my face and film myself i love doing that i genuinely enjoy it i like that like putting it up and then and be you know and doing the thing that i do i really enjoy it mm -hmm. um but there are so many people that don't and that's okay Find something. If you want to make content, you want to make music, you know you need to do social. You don't have to do it the way that everybody else is doing it, the way that I'm doing it, the way that you're doing it, Scott, right? You could figure out, like, what what can you do that will be fun, engaging, and that doesn't make you hate yourself? Yeah. <laughs> right? like, I, I will, like, honestly, like, hand on heart say that I personally... I I'm, I don't. I've okay. Yeah, like super transparent. I'm in a I'm in stage I'm right. I'm in a stage right now where I actually don't like putting content on social media. Like I, I just don't enjoy mm. it. And it's and I, but I've been through a few of these cycles. It's not. It just sort of like comes and goes. Sometimes I'll be into it and it'll last for sort of like a few months and then I'll just get kind of burned out and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And I won't. Yes. And then I'll come back and then yeah yeah yeah. But I think that. Um, and, and I'm lucky enough to have like great people on the team that don't have to rely on me to do that. So we can, so they're like chopping up, chopping up the YouTube videos and posting like YouTube videos. So we can post like three or four times a day until the end of time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. luckily it doesn't rely on me, but if anybody's out there and they're thinking, oh, I don't want to do it, dudes, like me too, me too. Sometimes I'm just like, mm, I don't want to do it. Yes. I know I should do stories more and all of that shit. Right? I know that, but Putting putting what I want and what I feel like doing to one side, <laughs> the, yes. the 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 point still is that if you to, and just to bring it back to that sort of like the recording songs for people, like yeah. that social media is the new platform that is yeah. part of getting your music out there. If you do not use social media, 
you're just being freaking silly. It's just silly. You know, like, you've got to figure it out. Or just chew glass and do it. It's be hard for you. Yeah, yeah just do I it. Know. And yeah. Do you know. Who, like, do you know right. who's absolutely killing at it? Taylor Swift. To, to mention somebody that's <laughs> massive. Taylor yeah. Swift, so authentic, understands right. exactly how to interact with her audience, doing stories. It's her. She like kicks my ass. Do you know what I mean, like she's <laughs> kicking my ass, man. She's like, whatever, divine. I'm here doing my stories on, or doing TikTok and stuff, and it's her yeah. doing it. You know, and she's like one of the biggest artists in the world. And um, yeah, it's we're living in a new environment, and it's you know, if you want to go down certain paths, if that is your north star, if recording songs for people is your north star, getting music out there into the world is your north star, then you have no choice. You right. to, or you can just take a massive gamble and not do it, but the gamble's on. For sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And there will always then be people in management and in A&R and, in, you know, and publicity going, cool, what's your social media strategy? And then, he, then you give it to somebody else. And then there's this benign firm that's doing it for you and it doesn't feel yeah. authentic. And there's no engagement because you haven't paid someone to comment on the posts and ugh. Yeah, like, bad, yeah. that's why I'm saying, is there a way for everyone listening is if you want to make creative content music, is there a way that you can do it that you won't hate it? Can you find out, can you figure out a way to love it? For me, I didn't know what to do in the beginning. And I just sort of thought, what do I wish existed? Well, I wish that all the bass players that I love and admire, the session bass players that I love, would play songs that they've played on and talk about them. That's all yeah. I wanted. Like, yeah. why doesn't Sean Hurley play the bass and then say, oh, and on this I use this and on that I use that? Like, maybe he thinks that that would be um, sort of uh, grandstanding or, or, or narcissistic. But to me, that would be a gift. A gift. It would be. And I I, thought, I'll tell you I why, know. Sean... Yes, I know why Sean Hurley doesn't do it. It's, it's, I think it's because he's, yeah. he's, he's got his thing going on. To our earlier point, do you know, I like know, right. our earlier, yes. we kicked off this podcast and we were like, there's all of these, all of this stuff that existed before still exists. You can still, Sean's yes. touring. Right. He's like doing that thing, like that guy in Minneapolis that you mentioned, super busy yes. doing his thing. Yes. And it's absolutely valid not to be like putting your stuff on, um, on social media because that's exactly. not his because that's not, that's not his thing. Yeah, you're so right. Star. But I wanted someone. I just thought, where is this? Where yeah. is this? Yeah. And maybe these guys are too busy. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> you know, at the time, I was like, I'm not. I could do it. And I mean, I, you know, nobody is going to pay attention to me like they pay attention to Sean Hurley. But what if I do it for a month? I disagree I with four you. Four months. I think that you you you've proven that like I mean like people will pay as much if not more attention to you than Sean Hurley because mm, because mm, of the value mm -hmm. add to the community and that's no that's no diss against Sean Hurley. He's, sure, he's doing his thing and I freaking love him. What an absolute dude. Um, but I, and, and isn't that interesting? Just as like like moment of pause. That isn't it interesting now that you you can get real respect by playing with amazing artists like Sean yes. is. And you can also get amazing respect from just adding value and putting great vibes into the universe online through what you love yes. like you were doing. And and yeah. before there was again, there's just different avenues. Different different right. avenues and they can all cross over. 
man, yes. life's better. <laughs> like I know there's sort of like complications, you know, I, I know, I know, you know, life, I, I, I am absolutely convinced that life is better now than it was like freaking white pages and sending tapes to record labels and shit like that. Like, I, I feel oh, that. I feel oh. that too. Whenever I hear people talking about how, you know, how terrible it is, like how social media is ruining and, and this and that, that has not been my experience. Um, this thing isn't going away. We are just in the beginning. And I feel like figuring out a way to healthily engage is the unlock. You have to figure out a way to be a part of it in a way that doesn't make you hate it. Right? Mm. Unless you don't. Unless you're already doing something and you feel, oh. But if you're yearning, if you're yearning and you go, oh, I just, oh, and I'm, I know that I should be doing social media. Is there a way that you can engage with it that doesn't make you hate yourself? Yeah. And yes. And for you, Scott, that was that focal dystonia diagnosis pushing you into, right, making content, starting to oh, think yeah. about, oh, wow, this is a new this is a new thing that I could do. Doctor says I'm never going to play the bass again. Well, Fuck if you, that's doctor. true, what can I? Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, dude. And I mean, right. And and on a, and on a smaller, very smaller scale for me, it was why aren't any of these players that I love so much doing anything about mm. why are they not talking about their process? And yeah. then I just thought. Hell, I'll talk about my process. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Like it was just this, just this. I felt like, man, I need to start doing something, and you know, cross over that threshold, right? You had a, you had a big threshold that you had to cross over <laughs> to start really engaging yeah, in content. Yeah. You did, man. You did. It was huge. It was life altering for you. And mine was more of just a, oh my god, you know, my life is my. I'm, I'm halfway. You know, I was forty. I'm halfway. I need to do something. And that's what yeah. I chose to do. And it was a really healthy way for me to engage in it. I don't know if 40 is halfway, man. I think that sort of like you're kind of born at 20 <laughs> or maybe like 15. I think them earlier years, they're just sort of like, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, it's from th zero. Throw away. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, almost yeah, yeah. like I wasn't even a proper human then. I'm like, when I was 20, that's when my life started. I'm only a 20-year-old, man. Yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how I can justify my immaturity sometimes. I'm only 20 years old. I'm only 20. What do you freaking expect? I think that... You know, with, yeah. I, I think that sometimes, I think that we're going to go, I think social media is, it, it's it's in its infancy or social yes. community, maybe I'm, maybe social communities online. People say social media and I think that, you know, I think that what we call things is really important and it is social mm. media at the minute because they actually make their money. So TikTok, less TikTok, but definitely Facebook, definitely Instagram, definitely YouTube. They make their money through selling ads. And I yes. think that that's the dark side of of it right now, that they sell mm. you, that, that, that their job is to just feed you the video upon video. This is obviously I'm not talking about whether we should use it as a pro musician or anything like that. So just uh, just stick with me, right? Yeah, of course. I'm just I'm just trying to sort of like hypothetically take us to where maybe we're going to be within the future in the future a little time with it. So um, these social media platforms, media like selling you media, they're selling you ads. Like Facebook, how Facebook makes money is by selling getting advertisers to advertise to you and youtube yeah. same deal right having the the pre-roll ads and the mid video ads that is how they make their money and they sell those ad spots to advertisers 
um, for extremely high amounts of money. Like they're making yes. gazillions off this thing, right? And and the downside of that is is that the algorithms are designed to feed you just content to keep you on the platforms as much as possible, right. which yes, is right. where the the scroll comes from, the doom scroll. The doom, lots of people, yeah, have, just... yeah, lots of people have talked about the the like you know um, design cycle. I can't remember the terminology actually, but it's people have actually designed this stuff to make it as addictive as possible which is why yes there are really high up like you know executives that work at facebook and instagram and and all of these that don't allow their kids on to use social media because they know that you know i guess the dark side of it right and if you've got a kid out there right. or a couple of kids like myself and you've seen them on social media actually not so much on social media for for my kids but definitely youtube they have definitely yeah, got the whole same. not doom doom same. doom scrolling but that thing going on okay so do i see yeah doom watching i think that <laughs> yeah i think that it's going to transition to some kind of like the social communities that are maybe a managed not managed better but just uh, that have more of that have been constructed in a more ethical way and aren't sure and, and, and aren't reliant on selling ad space to, to for the business model if the business yeah. model isn't selling ads then their their north star <laughs> to bring us back to that is not to you know just keep you watching as much as possible um, so I think right. that there are platforms that are going to come up in the future, which will be more community focused and hopefully mm. not be so reliant on selling ad space to, to, to individuals to keep them on the on the platforms, which is why I, hope you're right. I think that like, you know, Discord, there's a lot of Discords being used now. Other than that, I mean, like, I'm not sure if you're yes. like I'm oh, yeah. a little older generation, but like all of the new guys listen to this. That, oh, Discord. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're NFTs, right? Everybody's on Discord for the NFTs yeah, or yes, yes. cryptocurrency. Everybody's on Discord, right? So I think, and the reason being is that these they're more sort of, I guess, sort of ring-fenced communities that are ad-free and a little more. And I think that it will probably go like that everywhere. Mm. I think that more social communities will um, pop up that, that aren't, reliant on ads i'm looking forward to that where where you can build you know a distribution channel or you can build yes. a a following or add value to a community without having to i guess sort of like do some of the stuff that we're doing right now yeah yeah, yeah. i hope i hope you're right i think but, so and, and and wherever it goes it isn't going away you know no, people like oh it's oh it's gonna oh man maybe this is just a fad <laughs> this is far from a fad. It is going to continue and get yeah. bigger and more complicated. But I hope you're right. I hope you're right because that actually sounds delightful to me. I want to Yeah, be man. I think it'd be a- I want to be a part of that platform. Yeah, like, and just you think know. about it in the future with like the metaverse. And when I say metaverse, I mean sort of like Web 3.0. I'm not meaning meta yeah. is in Facebook, right? Because that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. It's quite crafty of them to call themselves meta because now everybody's going to think the metaverse I is know. something to something to do with Facebook, which it isn't. The metaverse is it, is like, uh, more, I guess, sort of like changing the device. So we've gone from Web 1.0 where we ought to all get on the phones, and it went. Beep, 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 you just have to plug your computer yes. into your phone line. Yes, yep. Web 2.0, which is what we're on now, where we use devices Mobile. like this, 
mobile yep. and stuff like that and then these devices are going to change and it's going to be more immersive you know we're going to be sort of like sitting in some sort of like more 3d environments obviously the hardware doesn't exist yet but just imagine that like communities like that i actually think it's going to be freaking wild i know wild it will to like actually will. sit and like and hey we could be sitting doing a a podcast recording now and we could have invited you know like an audience to come and hang with us man be part of this exactly. conversation in yes. this community that isn't driven by ads and it's sort of like you know like that is coming like i'm hoping i'm hoping that you know that the, the this web 3.0 yeah. finds some way of navigating around the 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 ad thing and i actually wonder if it's going to be something to do with nfts and online mm -hmm. commerce i think that it's really interesting right. i heard somebody talking oh, about the other day and it kind of blew my mind it was actually it was uh, zuckerberg talking on a mm. there's a guy called lex friedman who or F lex freeman who um has a really fantastic youtube channel and podcast um and he's uh yeah he's a he's a big brain and he was interviewing zuckerberg and, and zuckerberg was like Oh, he was like, people are going to care. He was not talking about meta. He was talking about the metaverse and, and what that really yeah. means, which is more sort of like an online environment, which is going to be more immersive. Yes. And he said that, well, there's a couple of different things that, that I've heard about the metaverse, but one of them, he was like, people are going to actually, you know, because you're going to be able to look at each other in the metaverse, just like we're looking at each other now, but it can be more, we'll be in like a room, virtual room together. He said, you will have yeah. a virtual wardrobe. You know, you, you're not going to turn right, up in there. Of course, yes. Yeah. So there will be online. Right. There'll be there'll be like there'll be like commerce. You will clothe yourself, and you will have to buy these clothes. You know, there'll be I don't know where yeah. you shop, like Carhartt or wherever it is, or they will have clothes <laughs> right. that you will buy to to clothe yourself uh. in the metaverse. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Uh, and you know what? That sounded unbelievable to me. It really did sound. I was like. Who mm -hmm. cares about what they look like? Check this out. Oh, who cares everybody. about who cares <laughs> yeah. about what they look like online, right? How many people do you think shuffle? Well, I'll tell you what. I go down to a local local supermarket every morning to like grab a coffee and stuff like that, and I'm seeing people shuffling in there with their pajama bottoms on and their slippers, grabbing the milk, and you know, I mean, ha hair all yeah. over like a hay haystack, and they right. Yeah. And I can bet you bottom dollar yeah. that in like an hour they'll be like on Instagram and they'll be all dolled up and look amazing. Maybe the dude's <laughs> in the gym and he's like flexing because here's the deal: those people. What they're just proving there is they actually care more about what they look like online than in real life. And that oh. freaking is blowing my mind. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, case in point, I wasn't wearing this when I popped out of bed. I mean, you know, I'd still be I'd still be in, you know, a hoodie and right? Like if we didn't have if we didn't have this podcast, this is going up online. I've gotta put yeah. on I gotta put on a jacket. I gotta put on some pants. You know, I mean, yeah, dude, I I know. I mean, it's, it's wild. It's, uh, it, I remember, you know, Gary V talking about the NFT thing and someone saying, what is it? And he said, have, have you ever bought something in a digital space that you cared about for only in that space? Like, have you ever bought a weapon in a video game? Have you ever bought a skin for a character in a video game? And the person said, oh yeah, of course. And he said, that's an NFT. It is a yeah. piece. It is, is something that exists in a digital world that you care about that doesn't actually exist. You can't hold it, but you care about that thing in this space. 
And that was when I first went, oh, that was when I first understood it at a very basic yeah. level. Oh, and it has, I, I, and I know I'm that it's still so, struggling it's with so it. early. I'm still struggling <laughs> with it, man. Like I, I understand yeah. it. I, I guess I, I, I struggle with right. it from it, from an actual, my own psychology. That's what's struggling with it. Cause yeah. I have never bought right. anything like a skin for a video game or a, a weapon. Or, I've sure. never done that. And so if anybody's wondering what an NFT is, it stands for non-fungible token. So it's a, a, it's something that exists digitally only. And, and it's, it's, well, it's, it, it's a little more complex and they, they can't be replicated or you can make them, you can do like a limited amount of them and all of that and they can never be replicated. Oh, and I was trying to describe what it was to my wife and, and she had just, she was like, what? I don't understand. And I obviously couldn't, I was like, I can't describe any more than this. And, oh, it's it's tough, isn't it? So, and there's like the the monkey NFT. What's that monkey called? The oh man, and it's like, uh oh, people are buying I, I NFTs for like hundreds here. of thousands of dollars. Like this thing's gone crazy. And I, there I we just, go. You're back. Oh, I'm just saying that like people are buying NFTs for like hundreds of thousands of like like a bit of like yeah. NFT artwork for hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's like this huge. It's it's all, I'll tell you what it's like. I feel like I'm the guy that's not using social media. And I'm like, what's, <laughs> what's social media yeah. about? I don't understand it. And I can remember being that person. So the NFT thing is a little like that for me right now. I'm just like, mm. wow, this is yeah. new. I think, I think there's a lot of problems with it. I mean, and it's in its infancy for sure. I mean, you know, right now, and people that are talking about it are kind of like, oh, people are being, oh, NFT bros and all of that. But I do think if it is... If it is harnessed in a in a positive way, it could be amazing. Because my understanding is you buy a thing and it's not actually the thing. I mean, yes, it can be the artwork. That's the way that we think about it now. But imagine this. Imagine an artist puts out 10 album covers and you buy one of the album covers. Okay, well, now you have that. That's great. But what it means is a bigger deal. Maybe it means concert tickets. Maybe it means you get to be on a Zoom call with Taylor yeah. Swift yeah. Yeah. for yeah. an hour every six months. Maybe it means it, it is access. I think the biggest NFT winners will be people that have a community. So people are jumping all over this thing and trying to, and buying up art. I think it's less about art and it's more about access to people or to a community via a token that you buy. You buy the token, but it's not the token. It's like you buy a ticket for the meat raffle. <laughs> it's not the it's not the piece of thing that you bought. It's what it signifies. It's yeah. what it will get you. Right? So I think the most at least so far the most successful NFT projects will be based on what it gets you and what that creator is willing to pour into that project. Will it last forever? Will it only last for a year? And then will the value of that NFT drop? I mean, yeah. and part of this too is a stock gamble. I mean, it's stock market gamble really is what it is. You're buying into a promise and then that promise can be broken. <laughs> right? If the business closes or things change, yeah. right? Yeah. But the biggest, the biggest players and success stories will be artists, uh, content creators, entrepreneurs, business owners that have established something already so meaningful that people want to buy into the experience of that business further. I think absolutely, yeah. So I think like uh, an example of that is um, Gary V released V Friends, wasn't it? Which was his 
and, yeah, and an yeah. NFT marketplace. And if you own, if you buy a NFT from vFriends, then you get a free ticket to go to the, the vFriends conference or whatever. Like, who knows what they're going right. to do there? It might be just sort of like a few thousand people just chilling. You know, like, hey! <laughs> but, um, I'm here! Yeah, I'm here! Yeah. Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> Nobody knows. But I... Um, that, yeah. But um, it's... And, like Gary V was talking just to bring it back to Gary V, he was talking about how impactful it is going to be on music actually, and and what what what's that what it's going to mean? It's yeah, <gasps> he continually impresses me actually. Me like, too. I, and I, I know he's, I he's as mad as a box of frogs, but I love him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Mad as a box of frogs. Mad as a box of frogs. Oh yeah. I'm waiting for the SBL NFTs, man. You buy the Rickenbacker, it means this. You buy the Fender Jazz Bass, it means this. But you buy that Ken Smith with the frog on the headstock. That's Ooh. access to Scott for for. A <laughs> yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I, I mean. I think about that stuff all the time, actually. And, you know, I mean, who knows? Who knows what it's going to end up like? But, um, yeah, I've, I've, I, feel like, I feel like there's NFT opportunity for SBL in the future. Yeah, I, like, I'll, I'll be really honest. Like, I'm not an innovator in that. I, do you know when like, people sort of, like, I get contacted a lot by these sort of, like, really fantastic companies, and they're like, hey, th we're doing this music software, and it does this, that, and the other, and I'm like, whoa, that's cool, and... But I, I'm just like, I sometimes look at the idea and I'm, I'm, I'm like, if I was really smart, I might see a really great opportunity with that. But I'm not that I just it's sometimes I'm just like, I, it just doesn't happen for me. But I'm a great yeah. modeler. I'm a great modeler. So I'm not an yes. innovator. I'm a modeler. I'm like right. the guy who see, you know, the guy who invented the wheel. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to take that wheel and I'm going to do something else with it. It's, it, it's, it's sort of like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I wish I was more of an innovator and I could really see. So with the NFT thing, I'm not the, you know, the guy sitting here thinking I, I cannot see like a million different sort of like ways this could go because my brain just doesn't work like that. What yeah. I'm doing is I'm like looking around. Who's going to use it? I'm yeah. waiting for somebody else that's super smart to figure <laughs> out how it works. And then I'll like, yeah. okay, we can do that. We can model yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like a modeler, yeah. It's, uh, you know, when I was sitting in school and getting told off for copying by from my, you know, from the, the neighbor next to me in the classroom, I should have yes. just been like, dude, I'm modeling, man. This is, how gonna... <laughs> this is, this is a proven business strategy. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Anyhow, dude. I'm like I'm not sure if anybody got anything out of today's conversation. I know we like rambled around a bit, and it's because we just, as as we've said before, some of this stuff we've not really thought about, and it's our just open conversation about it. Mm. So, you know, kind of like yeah, two two dudes at the pub kind of thing. But uh, it's <laughs> it's been I've really enjoyed it actually. It's been me too. It's continually um, intriguing to me. Like it really is from yeah. all angles. Who should totally. use it? Who shouldn't use it? What should professionals yes. think about it? Do you even yes. need, like, I don't know. And and just take all the stuff that we say with a pinch of salt as well, you know? Just, of course, yes. We're just like you guys. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> we have no freaking clue. Like, <laughs> uh, I, don't even, I, really... I don't even know if, I don't even know if Ian's got any pants on. All I can see is his <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got, I got pants on, baby. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't wasn't that call, that Zoom call the other day hilarious? Oh, my, dude, I, I I talked to my wife about. I was like, I was like, what would I need? What did I need to tell you today? I was like, there was somebody that was naked on a new member huddle, <laughs> and we couldn't see them. 
It was just so I funny. Will never, yeah. I will never forget that as long as I live. Yeah, Guy so, showed up, just his face in the dark, and yeah. Scott said, oh, you want to put a light on? And I was like, said, what was his oh, name? No, was it John? I, I was like, dude, I was like, John. Know. There's like a bunch of people, new members on a Zoom call, and like one of the little windows on the Zoom call was like super dark, and I was like, John, I was like, are you in a cave? And he's, yeah, That's what you said. Are you in a cave? Yeah. And, and his, his face came really close to the camera, and, he's like, and he was like, no, I'm, I'm naked. And I was like, whoa. Every, <laughs> everybody, everybody on the was, Zoom call like, ha, 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 Everybody ha, was ha. like, what? And then, and then I, I should have freaking shut up, right? But I couldn't. Remember? Because I'm only 20 years old. Yeah. Cause, cause so, I, so I, I was, was like, like. I was like, shut it down, Scott. Shut it yeah. down. <laughs> Ian was like giving it this. With his like, and I was like, John. He was like, yeah. I was like, have you got any pants on? <laughs> and, and he, he said, said no. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, that's why it's dark. <laughs> yeah. He said, oh. And then we just tried to all continue on yeah. like everything was cool. Oh man. oh, man. And he he didn't, he wasn't on the, the housekeeping portion of the call where I say, hey, you know, keep your mic muted. He's playing bass, dude. Remember? He's like, he showed up and he's playing bass. And I'm like, Scott, I'm, I mean, I want, and I messaged him like, hey, man, you know, turn off your microphone while you're, you know, and I want to be like, <laughs> Scott, give, give me this admin privilege, man. Let me at least mute the mic. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, dude, I'm muted. It was I amazing. It. Hey, John, I had, it out. John, if you're listening to this, and and you first of all you're thinking dude my name was not john i do apologize <laughs> but i just had to come up with a name to make it more relatable yes. and secondly you are my hero for all time for turning up to a call naked you just like like that is so good it's so good it's it's so good and like it was john from he was in taiwan wasn't he he was taiwan yeah i don't know from, yeah, he was in Taiwan. That because it was okay. the middle of the night. That's why he was oh, naked. Right. He was in bed. Yeah, John, you 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 are not my hero. I when <laughs> you when you come back to the call with pants and a proper shirt, then we'll talk about your hero scouts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Right? Should we call it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On that bombshell. <laughs> anyway, dudes. Thanks for listening. Obviously, you know, subscribe where you are and Spotify or where, where can it, people even listen to this website? This oh, it's podcast. everywhere. It's everywhere. Spotify, it's here. It's on the SBL. Yeah. yeah. iTunes, Spotify. You said it. And Amazon, leave, I think. Leave too. us a review. Leave us a Please. review. Like, yeah. Like, because that helps us. What does it even do? Like, I think it, what it, it hel- helps it, the podcast. It helps. Yeah, it helps the podcast. It helps the algorithm say, oh, these two dudes talking about bass. They're talking more than just about bass. They're talking about life. You need valuable life lessons, and it ascends the ranks in the podcast list. It helps us out a lot, actually. It really does, yeah. And every we, we definitely don't talk about people without their pants on every episode. It's just like one in three. <laughs> so, uh, one yeah. in three. It's only yes. one in three, yeah. Anyway, dudes, take yeah. it easy. I'll see you in a bit. Bye. Take care, everybody.